Boom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, look, I know sometimes there are some business secrets that are just not very sexy, but they make all the difference in the world. Wondering what that's all about? That's what we got for this episode. Let's get this one on the road. Here we shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real-life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Bros! Bros, get ready for an episode that is about to uncover some of the most overlooked yet crucial aspects of business success. Our guest today has mastered the unsexy yet essential elements that drive business forward. From turning a $5,000 investment into a $12 million yearly annual revenue to leading online bookkeeping services and spearheading a platform on effective hiring strategies, our guest's journey is a testament to the power of practical entrepreneurship. But before we dive in, let's keep you in suspense just a little bit longer. Let's stay tuned and get ready to welcome our entrepreneur dynamo, Mr. Nathan Hurst. Hey, Nathan, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. All right, dude, let's do this. First of all, I want to ask, man, who's your barber? Because uh, I think we're on the same page here. Got the black shirt on, nice shiny head. You're looking good, man. <laughs> Just Appreciate it. No, it's funny. I So this is my last <laughs> podcast before I go on paternity leave. My wife is having a C-section Thursday, which is exciting. And they told us the baby has hair. And I, I don't know where it got that because I've been bald for, for a while now. So it's kind of- I kinda feel fun. you, man. I feel you. Congratulations on the new baby. And uh, hopefully the wife has a quick recovery. Wishing you on that one. All right, man, let's jump on this Appreciate thing. Uh, you have a journey that's pretty epic from a $5,000 investment to a $12 million revenue. That's like- remarkable can you share like some of those pivotal moments that kind of were significant for your growth yeah i mean to to give a kind of a background i grew up with two parents that were teachers and i grew up with the mentality that i would go to school get a degree get a real job work for 30 years and retire and, and that's what they did and, and they're crushing life right now they're retired they're traveling the world uh, but i knew at a young age that was not for me i, I was always uh, hustling my parents made me get jobs at a young age I learned a lot about sales and customer service and marketing, uh, but I also learned that I hated working for, for other people. So when I got to school, I started hustling. I started buying and selling textbooks, competing with my school bookstore to the point where I got a cease and desist letter from my college telling me to, <laughs> to knock it off because I was stealing too much of their business. So that was a, a glimpse into being an entrepreneur. And I had this Amazon account. This was 2008. No one really knew what Amazon was. I started experimenting with different products and came across the baby product industry. And before I knew it, I was running a baby product Amazon business out of my college dorm room. And this business grew. Amazon was bursting out of the team, uh, under the scene. The, the timing was great. And I had to hire people to help with my growth. Well, college kids were super unreliable. And I, that got me into the world of virtual assistants. I hired a lot of VAs from the Philippines to help with my Amazon business. Well, 
it, Amazon becomes more well-known. Lots of people start selling on Amazon, not just me, and they need help. They start to realize they need to hire just like me. So my partner and I, we start offering virtual assistance to other Amazon sellers, and that became my next business, FreeUp. And FreeUp was our first B2B business. It was a lot of fun because we got to have our own website. Uh, we got to learn marketing, learn partnerships, learn podcasts, SEO, all the stuff that, that goes into it. And we scaled that, like you said, from a $5,000 investment to doing $12 million a year uh, before being acquired in, in 2019, which is a whole nother story uh, that, that we can talk about. But since the acquisition, my, my partner and I are focused on building a portfolio of boring businesses. We have Outsource School that teaches people how to hire great VAs. We have our two bookkeeping brands, Accounts Balance and Ecom Balance. Ecom Balance is just for e-commerce sellers. And we have Trio SEO, our new uh, blog writing service that we're launching. So we have our hands in a lot of stuff, but it all kind of comes back to to free up and, and what we learned in the B2B space. All right, you got a live audience of, of 30 plus 17 year old high school students. And I'm sure they've been told the same thing you were told, especially coming from a, a parents who are educators, uh, that college is the route, college is the way to go. Your experience was a little bit different. If you could go back to your 17 year old self, and I don't, I, you know, I'm not gonna knock education because I, I believe that learning is something that is a lifelong thing. You gotta always be learning. But what would you say about the college route today? Yeah, so this is kind of my my opinion on college. So I I didn't like I went to school for entrepreneurship. It was a brand new degree. So it like I kind of did end up doing what I majored for, which is weird. Um, but most of the the entrepreneur skills that I learned were for my my job, my internships. My advice is to get real experience at a young age. Like I worked at Firestone. Uh, a, a tire place, a tire sales place. And I was a sales intern. I know nothing about cars. Nothing teaches you more about sales than having to sell something that you know absolutely nothing about. So that is a good skill that you can apply to other things, hopefully with, with more knowledge of what you're selling. So a lot of that real world experience helped. But at the, the same time, if I didn't go to college, I wouldn't have met my business partner. I wouldn't have learned to live on my own. I wouldn't have learned like accounting 101, which I applied to my own business. So there were certain aspects of college, but if you go into college saying, hey, I'm going to get a degree and that alone is going to make me successful, that's not really what it's about. It's about meeting other people, um, learning how to take care of yourself, trying lots of things because when you're young, you get to try different clubs, different activities, different classes that when you're, you're older and you have a family, it's tough to do those things. So look at it as an opportunity. Don't look at it as the, 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 uh, like the end all be all. In my class, the, the kids are learning to use Go High Level so they can create sales funnels, they can create marketing automations, uh, text and email campaigns, workflows, those sorts of things. Uh, in your experience growing a business from 5,000 to 12 million, how valuable would those skills be coming out of high school knowing how to do those sorts of things? Yeah, the, very, very important. Um, my my kind of philosophy on business that is very relatable because I feel like a lot of people out there, they, they preach like, yeah, go out and get investors, go on Shark Tank, raise a million dollars. Like that's never been the, the route that I've taken. For me, it's get out there with a the minimum viable product, a minimum viable service and prove that you can sell it, prove that you can get clients and listen to your clients, get feedback, make tweaks and use those initial clients to get good reviews, to perfect the process, to get referrals. So start thinking, if you are if you want to be an entrepreneur, start thinking about what is the most basic, simplest thing that I can get off the ground to get 
clients and revenue today and then build off that. And that could be offering to build websites, offering to write blogs, offering to run someone's PPC and go out and get those free clients. Be creative. Like when we started free up, we gave a bunch of people free hours of VAs to get them involved with, with econ balance. We offer people two free months of bookkeeping with true SEO, which is our new blog writing business. We're offering people free blog articles and we, we use those to, to hopefully get real clients, but we also use it to, uh, to get feedback, perfect the process and, and understand the market. Because a lot of times you think that you know what people want, but you don't actually know until you go and sell it and you talk to those actual people and you don't want to spend two years working an idea only to, to realize that no one wants whatever you're offering or to dump a, mu- a bunch of money into something and then realize there's no market for it. You want to test as cheap as possible, as quickly as possible. And when you see things that are working, then you build on that and expand and go even further. But Nathan, I want that that residual income, the one where I could just sit on the beach and do nothing all day. I mean, there's so many entrepreneurs that want and try to seek that out, not realizing that it doesn't quite exist the way they have it in their head. And you kind of uh, alluded to it by saying, you know, now you're in the in the business of, of building boring businesses, stuff that's not very sexy, but we all kind of always see that glamorous side of the business. Why did you choose to specialize in some of these uh, overlooked aspects like bookkeeping, for example, or hiring, rather than going after that shiny, glamorous business that, you know, gives you that income and you can sit on the beach and do nothing? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've kind of like when we started the Amazon business, we were drop shipping and, and we kind of had that business that would run without us a little bit. And I mean, for me, it, like all that stuff kind of sounds too good to be true. Like it's, it's a lot of work. Like we exited free up. Now I have financial and life freedom. I can do whatever I want. But for four years, I worked 24 seven to build that company and exit that company. So sure, you might get lucky and find a fad and capitalize it. But I'm much more interested in finding something stable that's going to be around for years to come where if there is some big market change or something, my business isn't going to go under. And kind of, I mean, off of that, like boring businesses is, or the boring parts of business is what gets you far. Like if you master something like Facebook ads, which is really sexy, if Facebook changes one thing, you're screwed. Like you might not be completely out of business. For me, I focus on good hiring. Good hiring makes every business I run way easier. If I hire crummy people, guess who the work falls on? It falls on me. If people are constantly quitting, guess who gets stressed out and has to retrain everyone? It's me. So hiring, incredibly important. Understanding your numbers with any business that you start. And I learned this the hard way because I had terrible books with my Amazon business. If you don't know what's going on in your business every month, you're just guessing when you make decisions. So having a good monthly bookkeeping process where you go through your numbers, you have a reliable bookkeeper and you make decisions based on what the numbers are telling you, that helps you scale. And if you ever want to sell, you're not going to be able to, to sell without good numbers too. And I mean, SEO is something that if you want to, if you want a long-term play to get traffic, there's short-term plays like the Facebook ads or whatever the latest marketing gimmick is, but search engine has been here for the past 20 years. Sure, there'll be changes, but it'll be here for the next 20 years. And if you're not good at putting out good content, your, your business is only going to get so far. You're going to rely on referrals or just consistently changing to the latest fad. So in any business you run, hiring, bookkeeping, and SEO is really has to be the core of it, or you're going to struggle with everything else. 
So in class, we're literally talking about employment. And I was wondering from your perspective that since you've dealt with hiring a lot of people, as these guys grow up and they go to apply for jobs, what are some tips that they can kind of learn so that they become one of those good applicants rather than the one that kind of gets shoved to the side? What makes a good hire? So it's a combination of attitude, communication, and skill. And skill can be learned. You'll pick up skills as you go. When you're 20, you don't have many skills. We all go through that. So focus on communication. What can you do? You notice I talk quickly. People in business, they, they don't want their time wasted. So if you can get to the point and deliver your message in a very quick and efficient way, uh, that's incredibly important. If you can get on the same page quickly, if you can problem solve, if you can listen and, and actually uh, relay the right information back. And then having the right attitude, what do people want in, a, in an employee? They want someone who's going to learn quickly, say yes to, to most things, to enjoy learning, enjoy improvement, enjoy, enjoy gaining new skills and, and smile and, and make everyone around them uh, happy and, and want to work with them. So focus on the attitude and the communication while you build up the skills and, and that'll help you get a lot of great opportunities. Let's flip that a little bit. So that was great on the hiring side. What about for the business owners? What are some of those strategies for finding top talent in a competitive market? Right now, it feels like you're just paying through the teeth for employees and to get somebody to come in, train them, and then for them to leave that turnover. I mean, the cost can be really expensive and the time loss can be really bad if you pick up the wrong person. What kind of, what kind of advice do you give the business owners trying to hire top, top talent? Yeah, great question. So, I mean, you're still looking for that skill, attitude, and communication, but on the flip side, you want to be able to keep people around. And like you said, there's always going to be someone out there that can pay your employees more than you can. Uh, so competing on money is not where you want to be. You want to have a culture. You want to create a family inside your business. You want to get them to buy into what you're building, what you're growing, and you want to show appreciation. Everyone wants to feel appreciated. So focus on the non-monetary things to make it the perfect job for them to become their favorite employer, to make it an environment that they want to stick around and a company that they feel like they're an owner for. Um, and that's how you reduce turnover. It's not by paying people the most amount of money. All right, let me, uh, let me go dive into your actual business. Um, if you were explaining it to a fifth grader, some as easy as you possibly can, you're out here going from podcast to podcast promoting stuff. What are you selling? What is it that you're out here trying to promote? Yeah, so I mentioned it, uh, talking efficiently. So let's try it out. We got Outsource School where we give you our exact hiring process, our interview questions, onboarding questions, how we train, how we manage people, along with all of our SOPs, our standard operating procedures, all the processes from marketing to operations that we use in our business. That's what Outsource School is. You get access to all of that uh, to guide you along the way. Our two bookkeeping brands, monthly bookkeeping, very straightforward. We only do monthly bookkeeping, nothing else, no tax, no consulting. Uh, charge you on the first, books by the 15th, easy to read, income statement, balance sheet, cash flow with great customer service around it. Econ balance for e-commerce sellers, accounts balance for, for B2B. And Trio SEO, it's a combination of strategy, high quality writers and software to deliver high quality ranking blog content uh, for your blogs. We take over writing your blog and cranking out content for you the same way that we do for all our other companies. And you kind of mentioned this already, which is which is kind of amazing, but I kind of wanted to emphasize it. When you get people to come onto these things, what were those promos and discounts that you're giving them so that they come aboard in the first place? 
yeah, you get creative. Now there, there's a difference. Like some people will be like, yo, I'll work six months for you for free or something. That's not really what we're all about. We, we want to hook our initial clients up. We want to make them feel special, but we only are interested in working with people that want to be real clients. I'm not going to give two VAs to a college kid who's never going to afford my service down the line. No offense, college kids. I want to find someone that might need uh, a virtual assistant. I say, hey, if you buy five hours, I'll give you 10 hours free. So at least you get their credit card on file. Um, and I'll tell the bookkeeping people, hey, I my my ask is that you only sign up for this if if you are interested in, in working with us long term and you're willing to provide feedback and put up with any breaks in the processes because we're new, we're not going to be perfect from day one. So I'm looking for real long-term customers, but I'm down to hook them up with good pricing, with an extra free month, extra free hours, extra free blog articles, whatever it is you're selling. Um, that's a great way to get people in the door. If you're even newer than me and you, let's say you really have no experience and it's your first website, maybe do a website for free or something and in exchange for a review and, and get it online, get a testimonial for your website. That might be worth it too, but I'm looking for for real clients that that just want to hook up in order to be my beta testers. That's perfect. That's perfect because you get again, you get them hooked in. They like this experience. You're honest and upfront, especially when you're early on in your business, so they know what to expect. It makes people feel like they're listened to when you're honest like that. Now you've all, you've co-founded uh, FreeUp.net. You scaled it significantly. Uh, obviously, you've learned some stuff that you're implementing. If you could identify like some of the big lessons that you learned that you've now put into e-com, uh, e-com balance, account balance, and, and the outsourcing school, what are some of those life lessons that just kind of go with you for every business now going forward? Yeah. So I, we have an organic marketing blueprint, a combination of podcasts, affiliates, uh, SEO, reviews, stuff like that. If you go to outsourceschool.com slash organic marketing, you can grab it. And that's a big thing of what we learned that we apply to every business we start. Uh, customer service is something I really believe in. When you're new, you're going to make mistakes. When you're a newer business, you're going to make mistakes. When you're a veteran business, you're going to make mistakes. And it's not about being perfect, but it is about making it right and taking responsibility. If any one of my clients on any of my businesses has anything other than a great experience, I take ownership of it and I make it right. Maybe I give them some free hours or some credit or an apology. Like those things go a long way and those build a lot of trust. And people throughout the years hopefully trust me because they know, hey, if you're, I'm either going to have a great experience with one of Nathan's companies, or if I don't, I can reach out to him. No questions asked. He's just going to uh, make it right and, and make sure that, that I can rely on him going forward. And that's kind of the attitude that not only I have, but I teach to my team so that when they're interacting with clients, they're always on high alert for any, any client that could be unhappy um, in any way. So those are two things that, that I like to focus on in, in any business, no matter what industry um, that I'm in. How are you balancing uh, wearing multiple hats? I mean, you're you went from you know being a college kid focusing on one business, and it, you ended up with a nice exit. But now you have three different businesses, and I imagine that's got to be daunting at some point. How do you manage your time, prioritize your tasks to make sure that each one of these businesses is successful? Yeah, it's it's all about team leaders and having a great team. I mean, a lot of this, the, almost all the work gets done without me. I'm there for just uh, strategic decisions for hiring, uh, for certain marketing stuff like podcasts. But with everything, we have a marketing team. We have an ops team. We have team leaders. We have senior bookkeepers. Like These are the people that, that run it. And it, one of the reasons we started a bookkeeping business was to, to challenge ourselves a little bit because I'm not a bookkeeper. I'm not a CPA. So 
I can't do the books even if I want to. If one of my bookkeepers quits, it's not like I say, hey, hold my water and I go in and, and start doing the books. That's not a real option. So it forces you to hire really good people that you need to trust and delegate to and lets me stay in my lane, which is the decision-making, the, the problem-solving, the, the strategic decisions, reviewing the financials and the marketing. And from that, then it's all about, hey, today I'm focused on this, tomorrow I'm focused on this and really mapping out your schedule. So in the e-commerce business, uh, knowing your numbers is, like you said, probably one of the most important things. And yet there's a lot of people who jump in the e-commerce business and don't even know where the profit margins are, Don't are kind of hoping and looking at their bank account, wishing that it uh, goes up instead of going down, not really knowing those numbers. They just feel overwhelmed. How, how can entrepreneurs, especially those in the e-commerce section, effectively handle their bookkeeping and to drive business growth? When do they know that they need a bookkeeper? Yeah. I mean, I, one lesson I learned is you just hire a bookkeeper from day one. It's a necessary business expense. There's no way around it. There's no reason to delay. Um, if business bookkeeping is relatively cheap, you're not going to go out of business because of your bookkeeping expense. You will go out of business because you don't know your numbers or you're making decisions uh, based on poor numbers. So one of the best business decisions I ever made with FreeUp was hiring a bookkeeper from day one uh, before I, before we were profitable, um, before we, we really were growing. And, and that's kind of my mentality. Any business I start, bookkeeping is in place from day one. It's not something that you wait on. How about the outsourcing? Because that word has become a buzzword. You're right. It's like a, when you started, started talking about Amazon, nobody knew what it was. Outsourcing, people didn't really know what it, was, what it was. Now COVID happened. Outsourcing is just that word that people are like, you mean I don't have to go to work? You mean I can hire from another country? That makes it a lot easier. However, you know and I know hiring the right people is, is tough and you got, a, you got a product in place to help do that. What advice would you give to business owners considering outsourcing as part of their growth strategy? Yeah, I mean, it complements everything that you do. It doesn't mean you can't hire U.S. people, but it gives you flexibility to hire people hire people full-time, part-time, different time zones, uh, different talents. It gives you access to people all over the world instead of just in the town around you or even your country. So um, be open to it. Learn how to hire. It should be one of the number one skills you learn as a business owner, and it's going to make everything else easier. What are, what are some of the key principles that people should look at when they're talking about hiring remote and they're, maybe they're hiring, maybe they have one or two VAs. What are some things that they should look at to make sure that when they're building a team or leading remote teams that they're successful at it? Yeah. Strong SOPs, strong processes. You need to document how you do everything, learn how to do it yourself first, and then document it, train someone else to do it, and then give them ownership of the processes so that they make the process uh, better over time and repeat. That, that's really the, the key to everything operations and, and operating procedures. SOPs, man. Any, uh, any tips and strategies to kind of building an SOP out? Because I, I imagine people know how to do things right here, you know, in, in, in the mind, but to put it on paper as a process procedure, it's a, it's a step people always skip. And even if they do put it on paper, it's not very detailed. Yeah. I like to break it down in three parts. You've got the why, you've got the steps, and you've got the important reminders. The why is why are they doing this task? What does success and failure look like? Um, the steps are the one, two, three, four, five, and start with a basis. And then you can add sub steps and, and make it even more clear over time. And then the important reminders, what do you need to know ahead of time? What, what are the things that you do not do for any reason? What are the things that would really hurt the business uh, if the person does? And make sure you lay those out super clear. So 
break down every part of your business into the why, the steps, and the important reminders. And you're going to be way ahead of most entrepreneurs when it comes to standard operating procedures. Now that right there is a clip. Very important, very useful. Thank you, Nathan. All right, uh, let's get into the uh, plug section, man. If people want to reach out, they want to find out more about getting bookkeeping services, getting the SEO services, getting the help they need on the e-commerce side, what can they do to reach out to you? Yeah, if you actually go to outsourceschool.com slash Nathan, you can see a bunch of my free resources, all my websites. Um, Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, Nathan Hirsch, and all my websites are are pretty straightforward. Outsourceschool.com, econbalance.com, accountsbalance.com, trioseo.com. I'm pretty easy to, to find. Perfect, man. Perfect. All right. Uh, last thing is for me, it's a little bit selfish. Uh, you're obviously in the marketing space. You've been doing podcasts for a while. Uh, everything from booking our show to our reminder emails to creating the content live here with us. What was your experience like on the business bros? It was great. You got, you guys got your stuff down. Uh, a lot of podcasts should, should follow in your lead. It's impressive. Appreciate it, my brother. Appreciate it. And congrats on the new baby coming this week. Uh, another fellow Leo going into the world. Uh, my birthday was last week, so I appreciate the Leos. Very charming. Uh, and good luck to you, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, look, it, it, this is it. This is the help that you're looking for. Nathan really broke it down to the three areas that you need help with, whether it's SEO, your bookkeeping. I mean, that's the type of stuff that's going to get your business from where it is today, stuck where you're feeling like you've plateaued to that next level. Get the help you need. And he's made it as easy as possible. Well, one of the websites going across the bottom is uh, ecombalance.com, ecombalance.com. And you can reach him. Just look up his name, Nathan Hirsch, uh, and you'll, you'll find all the different things that he's got out there. Nathan, thank you very much for being on the program today. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.